Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. Yes, the green light's on for the Green Light On Premier Racing Podcast. And I'm wrapped to announce we're live at the Meadows recording this one Wednesday afternoon as we count it down to the Top Gun. And my goodness, it's great to be alongside uh, my great mate Corey Smith. And Smithy, the Top Guns, the Hume Cup, big, big night. Big week for you. And it's about 4.30 on a Wednesday, Arvo. You're normally long gone, but you tell me you've still got <laughs> hours of work to do. What, what are you doing this week? <laughs> Oh no, there is plenty on. Obviously, we uh, we lost a day yesterday with the with the Melbourne Cup. I I uh, sat on my rear end on all day, just watching the races and having a few flutters. So we lost a day. So got plenty to do this week. But I tell you what, I'm like a a kid before Christmas. Yeah. It's just it doesn't get much more exciting than this triple header of Group One racing. Doesn't happen all that often. I, I don't think it happens anywhere else. We have one in February, obviously, with the the Temley, the Rookie Rebel, and the Zoom, Zoom Top. But I don't think anywhere else there's three Group Ones over three different distances. No, well, there's a few with two, but uh, I don't recall three either. But uh, you're just saying business-wise, you lost a day here at the Meadows with no Melbourne Cup, but you were paid for it effectively because you backed that many winners at Flemington. You tell me. I actually went all right. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. I tell you what, Cup Day normally is a write-off. Yeah. You just uh, budget for it and throw your money in the bin at the start of the day and enjoy yourself. But no, we went all. All right, so hopefully that continues and we can find a few winners. Melbourne Cup Day should be a tax claim, effectively. Should like should it, it, it should be that... We're boosting the economy. That's exactly right. Exactly. And, and I do that every year, but I think this year was one year that I, I effectively came out level, and that is as good as you'll get to a win on Melbourne Cup Day. Run of the week. Run of the week. There's a few of these, Smithy, and the reason there's a few of these is because of the racing and the quality from Monday night Melbourne Cup Eve. But we're going to take a look first up at Kelsey Bale. I thought the way the way she went about it to win the Silver Bullet was just absolutely extraordinary. She had no right to win, probably lost four or five lengths in the run of the first corner, and Oh, it was just enormous. And here's how she went about it. Away and racing. And Amron Boy slow to begin. Away quickly. Patty wants Pats. And Titan Blazer went out fast. Titan Blazer goes through to lead. Sitley to Amron Boy, who gets a lovely clear run to second to give chase. Then Fernando Mick, Kelsey Bale. They're followed by Patty wants Pats over Dynamic Prince. Well back, who told Shorty. And Nikolai Bale can see them all. The old boy Titan Blazer led. A length in front to Amron Boy. And Kelsey Bale loomed up to them. Amron Boy, Kelsey Bale, they hit the lead together. It's Kelsey Bale clear though. She powered away. Kelsey Bale wanted to link Amron Boy. Third Titan Blazer and they were clear to a photo. This race, Smithy, is always a great race. The Silver Bullet but did Kelsey Bale just announce herself as a genuine Phoenix player as well? Oh, 100%. Mm. I feel like if, if she had have produced that run in that field a few weeks ago, we probably would have been talking about her in a Top Gun as well. So how can you say that she's not going to be a main contender uh, come Phoenix time? Because that was just absolutely enormous. With the sections they ran down the back straight, she lost three, four, five lengths in the run to the first corner. Her recovery down the back straight to pick up the ground she picked up, I actually think it was the best accelerating run here at the Meadows down the back straight I've ever seen. Well, she That's how big it was. I, I was standing with a few people watching the race here on course, obviously, and as soon as Amron Boy lobbed where he did, oh. I was like, oh, he's home. home. He's home. I just declared him. I, if we could bet in the run, I would have taken... 
a dollar just to you turn over all the money. Of your you Melbourne know? Cup Day but, winnings, <laughs> gone. But then just the acceleration that she showed, I, I had to watch the replay to, to really understand what she actually did because she went past Fernando Mick, who is a high-quality greyhound in his own right. He's probably a 29-8 dog here who's going well, mm. and she just went past him like he was standing still. It's a scary thought. Uh, the Phoenix players would be no doubt getting on the phone to, uh, to Danny Gibbons and just, uh, what do they call it, dotting the I's and crossing the T's. But have a listen to this, pocket money. We had to make Kelsey Bale the run of the week because that was just enormous. But for a first up run at the Meadows to go within one length of a six-year-old track record held by Dinah Double One, one of the greatest 600-metre dogs of all time, and won a Melbourne Cup, of course, defeating Fernando Bale. This win of pocket money suggests... This greyhound's going to earn more than just pocket money. Have a listen to this. Away and racing now. Ariane Bale slow from the inside and Sheik was away very swiftly. He's going to cross and lead the Queenslander pocket money. Running to third, Waringa Bale. Emron Dan finds the rail, the favourite. Fourth, only four off the lead. They're followed by Amizi Boys and then well back Shazani. Then Ariane Bale and stay strong at the rear. Pocket money. The Queenslander went for a dash, led by four lengths to Emron Dan. Sheik a length and a half away and then Waringa Bale, but pocket money right up on the lure, turning for home. Dashed away. Way, sprinting into the Hume Cup. It is all pocket money. Won it by six. An emphatic win. Second to Amber. Any excuse for me to just uh, hit the audio on a couple of calls that I did on uh, Monday night? Happy I must, with your own work, mate. I must say, mate, it, it's, it's actually been... It was really nice to call the big dogs. Um, obviously, I called the uh, the Great Chase here recently, but um, just recently I've been doing Hillsville, Terrelgan, and, and just a few of the country meetings. And no disrespect to it, the runners that are racing at Terrelgan on a Monday, but it is a Tier 3 meeting. And, and Dane Barry made a comment recently that sometimes the, the greyhounds in the race can make a caller. And I think there's no doubt that is the case because you you almost go to another level when you, you just witness a run like pocket money. And Ned Snow, uh, the, uh, what's his name? Keith Snow. Keith Snow. I think he goes by Ned, though. Yeah. He does, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. I thought I thought they called him Ned. Yeah. Uh, and then I thought, hang on a second. No, Keithy Snow, he, he could be in for a massive six or eight weeks here in Melbourne town. And he's a lovely bloke, too. And what about Shipwreck? Shipwreck was enormous. Oh. Just uh, just had to do it the hard way. And then I know he didn't break 30 seconds, but he was just huge. OO Range is obviously in the Top Gun stayers who will take plenty of improvement out of the run. But he's done the right thing. He's brought them down. He's trialled them. He's got them in pocket money. I'll tell you what, I hope she doesn't mind me saying this, but I saw Brooke Ennis after the race pretty much immediately after, and she's just run second to him, and she goes, how good's that? Mm. Like, that was just the sort of feeling that we had on course watching pocket money, strutty stuff. And I mean, I the Dyna double one track record to me is something that I didn't think anything would get really all Near that it. close to. No, I agree. I agree. Within one length, first Insane. go over 600 metres here. Insane. Saturday's preview. Slightly different preview this week, Smithy. The uh, the fields have only just come out, my friends. So we're we're not going to smash the twelve races. We're going to focus on the three big group ones. As you said, very very rare anywhere in this great world that there's three group ones in the one night. That is the case on Saturday night. There'll be a an abundance of things happening on the track. So for those who are out there listening, thinking, should I go to the Meadows? Well, what would you say? The clear answer is yes. Of course they should. You get to I'll be here, we'll call both be here. So day. You can uh, you can come hear us uh, talk some bullschlagen or whatever <laughs> you called it before. To, uh, but uh, yeah, no, we'll have plenty of fun. I'm sure that hopefully have a decent crowd. Hopefully the weather stays away. It's not been the nicest weather as of late in Melbourne. So fingers crossed. We the forecast looks good. So fingers crossed it stays that way. I'm not a very good host either. At the start of the show, I'm meant to mention what's going to be on the show, but I just get so excited that I rip <laughs> straight into it. But we are going to catch up with Jeff. 
Jeff Britton in just a moment and chat everything Mapunga Ruby as well as that we've also got a Top Gun and Hume Cup quiz so it is going to be enormous the next uh, 10 or so minutes on this green light on Premier Racing podcast but let's start off with the Hume Cup final group one 600 metres to go through the field on the off wheel and go Triumph Jarek Bale Aston Velvet Dookie Devil uh, then we've got Zimnin Bale, who was enormous. Zimnin Bale last week just burst through the gap. And then Pocket Money in box eight. Amron Dan, Spanish Miss, drawn nine and ten. Firstly, I wanted to start by talking a little bit about a speed map and, and who could potentially be the leaders. I thought Aston Velvet, Dookie Devil will come across. And on the off, showed terrific early speed last week. So to me, they looked like the three. And then maybe a triumph, Jarek Bale and Pocket Money sliding into their positions through that first corner. Yeah, I agree. And just on Zinmin Bale, one of the biggest runs you'll ever see and didn't even get a mention in the top two biggest runs of the week. So that goes to show how yeah. hot the action was on the track on Monday night. But yeah, the speed map is... It's an interesting one. While we were doing the box draw, I was trying to trying to do the uh, the maths in my head kind mm. of and work out who I think would be leading. And I think you're right. I think Aston Velvet will lead and push across to the rail and give Dookie Devil a really nice run into it. But I think the one that gets the run of the race will be Triumph. I thought he was huge in defeat against Dookie Devil uh, last week. And I think he'll get the camp on Aston Velvet. And if Aston Velvet gives us any room on the inside, I think Triumph will be really strong late. He'll be even better for the run last on. I keep saying last week, but it was only well, on Monday. Yeah. Essentially Monday. last week. I keep saying Saturday night, but it was actually Monday night. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it's a really interesting race. Pocket money, where does he get to from, from box eight? I'm sure uh, Ned or Keith Snow was probably not, not thrilled with box eight. No, I um, agree. But he does have a slow beginner on the inside, and we're saying that the five and the six will get across and go to the rail. I think the key for pocket money is the five and six crossing and leading, yes. like you say. If that happens and pocket money drags across to third... I, look, on the way that he launched the line in the time he did the other night, I, I don't think they can beat him. I've settled on 8, 6, 4 and 3. I've gone pocket money to beat Dookie Devil. Uh, the word on the street is 29.58 trial here. Is that right? 5.25? Yes. Yes, it did. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't like spruiking trial times, but I'll tell you what, every man and his dog was uh, Seems to know about it, and, don't they? And knows all about it oh. because uh, Glenn Dayton had a massive smile on his face yeah. immediately after it. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was sizzling and it jumped out off the page for anyone that looks mm. at the trial times after our sessions. And then, of course, he come out and won his heat of the group one next time around. Jarek Bale, I've gone for third. And, and Triumph, like you say, he's just... He's the greyhound that could get the good run and he probably took a little bit of the brilliance away from Dookie Devil because if Triumph wasn't in that race, Dookie Devil absolutely smashes them and yes. he's almost, even though he didn't run as quick as Pocket Money, with that trial form, that build-up, he'd almost be the, the clear on top of for everyone out there, Dookie Devil, in this final. Yeah, so after that trial form, he was my, uh, he was my selection mm. in the pre-post markets. You get so on I'm, or? I, I'm not on. I should have. I should have. <laughs> But uh, I've, I've got Triumph on top. I, I'm just seeing a really nice map for this dog. I'm hoping it just lands there and, and can uh, can kind of get a nice run down the back straight somewhere. Uh, I've got Dookie Devil in for second. He can certainly win. Pocket money. How can you say he couldn't win? He's, he's just gone within a length of Dyna Double One's track record. And then in for fourth is Jarek Bale. I couldn't leave him out. He's the Victorian staying greyhound mm. of the year. He's on his way back up to the 700, I think. But I think uh, I think the Delbridges, they know exactly how to prepare one for these middle distance races, and, and Jarek's a star. He's a star, and I think he will take a lot of fitness from that run last week. First go back over 600. Then over to race number six, 829, Group 1 Top Gun Stayers, the sports bet Top Gun Stayers. And as I said, mate, we're recording this at the Meadows Wednesday afternoon. The venue looks pristine. Sports bet signage everywhere. 
green grass, bushes growing just beautifully. I don't think the team here could have prepared the track any better for this carnival of racing. No, I, I might be a little bit biased, but I do think we have the best track staff going around. They do a fantastic job. The pace is always yeah. immaculate, particularly with all this new blue signage as well. It looks nice and fresh, nice and modern. And uh, you certainly won't be missing it if you're on course. You'll you'll be seeing sports bet up at, up somewhere. Oh, they must be paying pretty good coin. I think <laughs> <laughs> there's literally not uh, not a section that isn't written with sports bet or covered with sports bet. But uh, that is a good thing. Let's break this race down. Uh, Oo Range in box one, Super Australia two, Zarbel three. Uh, I love the uh, the interstate feel as well. Mapunga Ruby four. We're going to learn a lot more from Jeff Britton in just a moment with Mapunga Ruby, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Fantastic Radley 5, Untapped Box 6, first picked in 7, Days of Thunder 8, reserves the locals Moraine Susie and Draco Bale. 75,000 to the winner. It's a Group 1. The Stayers going head-to-head. They're coming from all over the nation. It's almost like the Melbourne Cup in the Thoroughbreds where you've got horses from Ireland, Germany. They're coming from everywhere to try and win this race, and that is the top gun. It is. It's. It's. You've got all the Raiders. Obviously, you normally see quite a quite a few Victorian dogs. That is not the case at the moment. There's uh, plenty of interstate rivals that are in serious, serious form. And this is a really tough one to kind of work out. We spoke about the speed map for the Hume Cup. I don't think this one is as hard to work out. I think Super Australia should be leading. And if Untap brings her form of old when she won the Group 1 Sandown Cup, she'll probably be the other pace influence as well. But it's just whether those, those outside... Uh, probably probably the outside four, whether they can get across or not. She's flying. The she, word on the street, untapped. Oof, beautiful. I like to hear that. We'll, uh, we'll, <laughs> if, 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 if it's untapped and Super Australia taking each other on, well, that's uh, I tell that's you now, watch. on this podcast, uh, we had Dustin Drew on not too long ago and he gave a really good push for untapped. He said that she was travelling, he believes, as well if not better than when she led up to win the Sandown Cup. Um, obviously, we're six months down the track, but... I spoke to him this week, and I'm, I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying this, but he trialled her at uh, Ballarat on a wet track, and she went sensationally well. So, Beautiful. And it's the exact same preparation he told me that he gave her for the uh, the Sandown Cup. So if you like Untapped, there's no reason not to have a, a little responsible wager, I think, on her. But as you said, speed map, Super Australia Untapped. If they go head-to-head, OO Range is going to get a nice run at them from the inside. But Mapunga Ruby, where does she get to? And also this runner from Box 8, Days of Thunder. The hardest greyhound to watch, if you've had a bet, um, on Days of Thunder. But so, so fast. So, so fast. Yeah, no, she's an absolute rocket. And the the trainer hasn't been shy in saying that she doesn't like pressure coming from her outside. So box eight looks like it's perfect. If she can lob in a spot and be close to them, mm. she she can certainly run over the top of them. She's, she's an absolute rocket, but she just doesn't like to be cluttered up. So if she gets the clear run from box eight, she's she's got an enormous chance. But I'll tell you what, there's a few of these. Saab Al tried on Monday night. Oh, here we go. And uh, went over the 600 and went about 34.20. So that's, that's pretty comparable to the Hume Cup. Oh. So, you know, there's a lot of these greyhounds. While it might not look like the most vintage Top Gun stayers we've that's ever quick. seen, there's dogs in form and then dogs coming back that are the absolute, probably the legends of the last mm. 12 or 18 months in, in Mapunga Ruby and Untapped. So Adam Smithson, he's done a good job with those WA dogs. He's a very, very mm. good trainer. I'd, I can't speak highly enough yeah. of what he's done with dogs that weren't going that well over here. And Good dogs, but they've turned into exactly great dogs. Right, and yeah. like Vice Grip. He's an elite dog. I'm sure mm. we'll touch on soon. Okie dokes. Tips for the Top Gun stayers? Uh, I've got Super Australia on top. Yep. I, I just... 
I think if she brings her best form, she broke the Wentworth Park track record, another track record I didn't think would ever get broken, the Tornado Tears one. So she's broken that recently. She's in good form. I've got her on top. I've chucked Pungaruby in there. We'll find a bit more out of Jeff Britton about how she's going. We'll, but push, I think him. we'll push him hard. Don't I worry. I think she's <laughs> been trialling pretty well, so she's an absolute... She's the class of the race if she's right. And then Sarbel off that trial... Uh, a bit of a funny dog, but I think yeah. Sarbel's got the ability. And then OO Range, I think, gets the perfect run into the race. Had the trial here and was pretty poor late. But I think we'll take plenty of fitness out of that and be ready to go. OK, well, I've gone 2168 as my number. Super Estrada. I just think she picks herself. I think the last three or four months, she's clearly the, the number one stayer. And I think Estrada in Spanish or something means superstar. So, or something along those lines. Super superstar. Superstar, I don't know, something like that, Smithy. But uh, I did hear that somewhere. Something, something like that, a superlative like superstar. So, no, look, and I think she is, and I think she'll win two on top from one oh oh range. I've just been taken by the uh, the snowstorm here at the Meadows. Uh, the snowstorm over the last week or so. Uh, Keith Snow, Ned Snow, whatever you want to go with, his dogs are just absolutely flying at the moment. So I'm, I'm going to have to include the red. Uh, untapped, I'm hoping he'll run a big race, but I just. I, look, for Untapped to win, would have to cross and lead. Yes. There is no doubt about that. Uh, and number eight, Days of Thunder. I, I'm looking forward to calling this dog because if Days of Thunder, if she can wind into her work with clear air, she's as good as any stayer in the country. So it's going to be a ripper, the uh, the Top Gun stayers at 8.29 on Saturday night. Now turning our attention to race eight, sports bet Top Gun. There's no need for stayers, sprinters. We all know what this one is. The 5.25 metre, $150,000 to the winner, Sports bet Top Gun at Group 1 level. Which trophy here is it? Just by it's this chance. one, mate. The one right the in the nice middle. One. That's, a, that's as close as I'll ever get to one of these two. <laughs> Me too. I, I, I order them and, and get them engraved and all that sort of stuff. But if I ever get my hands on one as an owner, gee whiz, I... I might uh, party for a li- little you, bit longer than one night. I reckon it's a little bit dangerous, to be honest, having me and you, Smithy, here alone at the Meadows. I think everyone's gone home <laughs> and they've put these lovely trophies right in front of us. It's a dangerous manoeuvre from the club. Very, very much so. Lucky I know who we can order them off, so we can get a new <laughs> get one made up if we break it or if it goes missing. <laughs> I was thinking more missing, uh, more stolen <laughs> than broken, but uh, we'll see how we go. French Martini, box one, Zippy Tesla, box number two, into three, McInerney, four, Vice Grip, five, wow, she's fast. I know how much you love the green O's. Six, Sibin Kyrgios. Seven and eight. Here's some important news. Orchestrate out. Good odds cash out. Photo man Amron Boy in. We'll have to wait till Saturday morning to see where they draw. That's the field. What do we make of it? Who leads, firstly? This is a really, really interesting field. I, I think... French Martini can go really close to leading here off box one. You've got a slow beginning on her outside in Zippy Tesla. McInerney, the three, likes to use a bit of the track. There's a few dogs here that can go low fives, particularly with Photo Man coming into the race. If he carts across and runs a low five to the first peg, it's going to make it really, really interesting off either box or boxes seven or eight. Um, but I think French Martini can lead with Zippy Tesla on her hammer, and wow, she's fast. How can you forget where, about her? Where is she going to get to, though? Like, is this is this a bit of a replication, maybe, of the Adelaide Cup? I know she's probably not going well, She may get that trouble, because McInerney's going to want to do exactly what the uh, the dog over there was at uh, Mally Magic did in the Adelaide Cup. So is she potentially going to receive the tra- same treatment as what she did in Adelaide? I don't think McInerney wants off as bad as, as bad, Mally no. Magic did. Uh, that, was, that was a really messy race and hard to watch, but... I tell you what, if you if you had to ask me before where you wanted to draw, anywhere but inside McInerney, I reckon he does like to use a bit of the track. He it will move up a couple of dogs. Anywhere I think. but outside McInerney. Oh, sorry, anywhere but yeah, gonna you say. know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Don't worry. I think the listeners know there what I'm saying by now. But um, yeah, if Welsh is fast through inside McInerney, uh, it'd be well not all over, but I mm. think it'd make it 
a lot easier for her. She's definitely still the best uh, best sprinter in Australia, if not the world, if not one of the all time greats. Like they're she's racing on Mars, are they now? She, she's <laughs> if they're if they're racing on Mars, they may she'd be. still we, win. We don't know. She'd still win. She's an absolute <laughs> rocket. But box five, not ideal. She keeps coming up with these middle draws oh. and these big races, but she keeps winning. So. Yeah, that's the sign of a great dog, I think, when they can do that. Uh, French Martini, what did you make, firstly, of her trial here, secondly, of her trial at Sandown Park? Because she was enormous here, and that, I think, put her in, you know, really good position to to run well in the top gun and and then maybe a Phoenix. But then she goes to Sandown, and what was she, five or six lengths behind Jarek Bale? And Jarek Bale won a race. She was only trialling. So did she just not handle Sandown, or or what do you make of that? I've had this discussion with a few people, and some people... Particularly trainers have said sometimes you just get a dog that just likes Meadows and yeah. doesn't like Sandown or vice versa. And that could be the case. Maybe she just had an off day. She was travelling down from New South Wales. Um, so y- you don't know. But 29.72 here, first look. They don't go much sharper than no. that. So she's clearly stamped her authority here. She's got box one. Said it's an ideal draw. Slow beginner. Wide runner outside her. She'll have plenty of room to move. Um yeah, she she broke a track record at the gardens a few starts ago. So mm. she's she's got plenty of ability, but it's a, definitely an interesting one. The Gojiani's a big race winner too. He's won he a couple is. of million dollar chases. So let's get into selections. One hundred and fifty thousand dollars to the winner. Uh, potentially not that much if you're having a play, but uh, still some money to be made on the punt here, Smithy. Who are you tipping to win the Top Gun? I'm actually going with Zippy Tesla. Yeah, on drawn top. well. I think he's drawn really, really well. Like I said, I think French Martini will go close to leading. He'll camp behind her. He needs a little bit of room early, but he's a massive dog. He's a big brute of a thing. If something's in his way, mm. he uh, is not shy and letting them know that he's there and bump him out of the way. So I think he gets the perfect draw. I cannot ra- ra- write off where she's fast no. at all. So she's in there, 1A, 1B, really, for Zippy Tesla, where she's fast. It's more a price-related thing that I'm interested in. Zippy Tesla is a map dog, price-related, but where she's fast, how do you go past her? Got French Martini in for third, and then I've put Amron Boy in there. I think if, on their merits, he's as fast as anything in Australia and in this race. I think if he gets box eight, he can have a little bit of room to move, and if he lands in a spot, he can win. I think uh, he'll be primed after the run where we saw Kelsey Bale. We, we heard it before, Kelsey Bale run him down, but think you'll be even better this week. Well, I'm going with five. Wow, she's fast. I love a, a star and I love a greyhound like wow, she's fast. And I think if she can win a top gun, um, and I think she is so good for the sport of greyhound racing. And I think it's only going to build that following if she can come out and, and win the top gun this week. So I've gone five on top to beat two Zippy Tesla. Like you say, he's the value. He's $6 and $1.90 with sportsbet.com.au. So you know what? It's just changed as we're looking at it. Oh, into $5, $5 into $1.70. So Literally some, just changed. Are we changed streaming then. live somewhere? Or? Well, we must be. Or they're, going on? they're just listening. I think there's people sitting in the, uh, <laughs> the grandstand just having a listen. But uh, no, you are right. $6 into $5 right as we speak with uh, with number two. But oh, look, he's still value at $5 because if French Martini leads and he is somehow able to push up to leaders back and there's a little bit of trouble with McInerney getting wide, well, he's going to be mighty hard to beat. So he's definitely in my top two. French Martini, I've gone for third. I just think Peter Lagogiani is such a good trainer. He's trained in, in Sydney. He's gone over to Dubai and he's trained for the Royal Royals over there effectively and uh, now he's back here and he just knows how to prime them at the right time so I think French Martini's going to go well and McInerney I didn't think he was that good he won the million dollar chase I still didn't think he was that good that run at Sandown Sandown last time was real good so uh, he's definitely my next best Hunters Punting Club you look a little bit worried, Smithy. Did you think we weren't doing a punters punting club this week, or no, no? I, I knew we'd be doing the punters punting club. It's my favourite uh, favourite part of the week. Although 
I've been going. I've been going okay now. Actually, I've turned the corner. I started, than when you started off. Yeah. I started off horribly, but we've turned the corner. We've found a few <laughs> winners, so hopefully we can again. What are we doing? Are we are we just going to split? Well, are we going to have fifty dollars in total? Or I'm not too doing? sure. I haven't planned that yet, Smithy. Let's just have a let's just have a fifty dollar bet on every feature race. All Why right. don't we do that? Okay. All right. All right. How I would play the Top Gun Sprint would be. Maybe like a one by two, one by three. So maybe a, a twenty dollars win, thirty dollars place on Zippy Tesla. That's how I want to play the sprint. I like that. Yeah, I like that. That's a that's a smart move. Twenty a win, thirty a place on Zippy Tesla. Stayers. Stayers is a tough one. I mean, Super Australia is nice and short. So mm. do you want to go with the shorty or do you want to look for some value? I think dollar uh, sixty five. Yeah, I I think. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go fifty dollars the place, which is unlike me. We know it this is. on Sarbel the three. Okay, Sarbel two dollars seventy currently with Sportsbet.com.au. The Hume Cup final. The Hume Cup. It's even more interesting. This one. <laughs> this one's. Uh, this one is very very difficult. But I'm going to be with Triumph. I'm going to play it the similar way that I did with Zippy Tesla. I'm going to have twenty the win, thirty the place. So gamble responsibly, as we always say. But yeah, I think I think that's the way I want to play it. A little bit conservatively. But if you if you want to have your multis or anything like that, you can probably back in Super mm. Australia. You wait till Jason Adams finds out we've had three bets in the one night. <laughs> He's going to be absolutely <laughs> ropeable. Uh, the sports bet top gun. I'm having fifty dollars a place on Zippy Tesla. I just think he's the one that's drawn to to definitely map into the race and, and run well. Um, I'm going to go fifty the win on Super Estrella. I just think she is the the star stayer and star stayers rise to the top. The Hume Cup. I've got absolutely no idea what to do with this race. It's um, a tough one. Knowing what we know now with Dookie Devils 29.58, I think he might have the speed to lead. So maybe I'll have $50 a place on him. That'll be my three wages for this week. Green light on. Remy Racing quiz time. <laughs> okay, they don't hear that, uh, Smithy. There was a couple of little uh, incorrect button pushes there, but I'll edit those ones out, so don't you worry about that too much. Uh, green light on Premier Racing Quiz Time based on the Top Guns and the Hume Cup. Okay, you ready to play, Smithy? Tell you what, you, you thought I was nervous before the punters punning oh. club. I am <laughs> shaking in my boots right Rightfully now. Rightfully so as well, mate. Uh, it doesn't get any bigger than this. Uh, just your name, obviously. Corey. When you're ready to go. Yep. How much prize money have the Sprint Top Gun field amassed between them, and that is including the two greyhounds that have now been scratched? So numbers one through to ten, how much prize money have they amassed through their career? It's a ABCD question, okay? So, a, so does it include, is it one to ten, or yeah. is it just one to eight? One, one to, to ten. ten, the whole lot. Right. Even the scratching. Let's so. do a bit of quick math. I like to We're speak got, big numbers. Got a couple of million dollars. Oh, is it multiple choice? It's multiple choice, yeah. All right, you, two to three million is A. Yeah. B is three to four. Yeah. Four to five million. Think of the numbers. That that's enormous. That's yep. C. And D is five million dollars plus. Okay, so we've got a couple of million dollar earners in where she's fast. You haven't said your name yet either. Oh, so. Corey. Yep. Okay. So we've got a couple of million dollar earners. We've got a couple around the five hundred thousand dollar mark. So that takes us up to let's say three point five. I'm gonna go D. That is correct. It's nearly five, or it is about $5.1 million in prize money from 10 greyhounds. So they're averaging over 500000 half a million dollars per starters. That is a an enormous effort. That's um, mind-boggling. I just want one. <laughs> <laughs> pays a lot even, more even than one, the podcast. Even anyway. one to get a nomination, oh. an invitation to nominate. You're happy to get a dog to win 50000 even $5, to be True. honest. Uh, $2 million greyhounds will line up. When I say $2 million greyhounds, uh, they've earned... More than $1 million. Can you name those two greyhounds, please? Yes. Uh, I can Corey? name 
Corey. Thanks for saying my name, reminding you. you. I'm not very good at this. Uh, the three, McInerney and the five, Wow, She's Fast, are both won a million dollars. Correct. McInerney winning the million dollar chase and Wow, She's Fast. A Phoenix in the bank. Who was the fastest Hume Cup winner? Uh, pocket money. It's Corey. Pocket money. I actually forgot to say Corey myself yeah, then, but uh, correct. I'm clearly time, not good at the The time amended uh, in the form guide I want from you, just for a little bonus mark. 33.976. It was amended to 33.98, so I was going to give you the clap, okay. but I can't even do that. Final question, question number four. We're about to have a chat to Jeff Britton. This will be the perfect segue. When did Mapunga Ruby have her race last race start? Are we, are we going to go months, or are we going to the oh, day? We'll start or? with months, which oh. month it was, and if you can give me the day. Well, I think it was early June. It was early June. You've clicked the right <laughs> button. Well done. Early June. Um I'm going to say she's got box four. Let's go June 4th. Oh, correct. I don't know if you looked into that, Smithy, but well done, mate. Good effort. Inside Info. Moving along now to Inside Info and one that we desperately need the Inside Info on at uh, this year's Top Gun is Mapunga Ruby and Jeff Britton, who's part of the family on the number one Greyhound Racing podcast in Victoria, in Australia, in the world. And he's he's been good enough to join us, Smithy. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, how are you, mate? What's news? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're just uh, yeah in the in the cold in Anarchy and uh, waiting for summer to come along. Well, speaking of the cold, uh, we were able to catch you uh, fresh off the beach, mate. Can you tell me a little bit about your afternoon today? Yeah, I just head down to Brimley Way and take a couple of dogs with me. It's uh, go down there. I like taking them down there and just have a walk along the edges edge of the water. I will say something about uh, a story when it comes to me taking dogs down to the beach, Jeff. I have told you this once before, very, very recently, but uh, I used to head down to Belnarring Beach, and you'd know this, Smithy being a, a Phillip Island boy, other side of the uh, the bay, I think you could say, and I used to go in there with the, the dogs probably up to about waist deep, um, sort of take them for a little bit of a swim. I thought it was good for me as well until I found out the day after I was there, uh, a young fella had nearly been knocked off a a kayak uh, by, a, I'd assume, a great white shark. So uh, ever since then, uh, Jeff, I haven't gone back, mate. But you stay outside of the water, is that right? Yeah, I just walk along the, you know, up to about knee deep. That's about as far as I go because uh, <laughs> if I went any further out, it'd be dragging me back in. It's, uh, it was pretty rough out there today. Are you sure you don't just get the sunbed out and let uh, Angela do the walking across the top of the, <laughs> the cliffs there, or, or are, you, are, you, are you telling the truth? Are you actually uh, are you walking the dogs and doing the work? Well, we both went down there today, and uh, she, she was walking next to me. I was going to um, say, that, that answers the question. <laughs> Jeff was on the sunbed and uh, Angela was doing all of the work. Hey, forget about the beach. We, we Look, to be honest, we don't care about that on here. Uh, Jeff and the punters don't care either. What they're worried about is this greyhound that hasn't raced since June the 4th and she fronts up in a Group 1 on resumption, Mapunga Ruby. Can you give us any insight as to how she's going? Uh, the fact that you've accepted the nomination tells me that you're confident she's going well. Yeah, look, she's uh, makes the trials and... Uh She's pulled up well after each trial. When you bring dogs back from an injury, you normally get niggles everywhere. And uh, But she's been pulling up really well and uh, I couldn't be happy with her. Is there any added pressure, I guess, coming into a race like the Top Gun, knowing that you don't have that race fitness coming in? Um, no, it's a little bit of the unknown, but uh, I don't feel any pressure of it because, as I say, I'm quite confident that she's um, uh, she's looking well, feeling good. Um, 
and and I really think she's probably done the work. Um, not that she's had 700s, but she's had plenty of work going into it. So I'm really happy with the way she is. Now, I think uh, Robbie Lang trained a grand annual winner over the 5,500 first up. So the 730 metres be nothing. Should, should be all right, I reckon, for a trainer of the quality of Jeff. But <laughs> Jeff, the, probably the, the intriguing thing for me, when we were doing the box draw on, uh, on Monday night here, she came up with box four. Now, box four, it's not probably the first box that you think of that that's that's what you want in a big group one final, but she did break her group duck coming out of that box. So do you think lightning can strike twice there? Oh, I hope, I hope it does. But, uh, yeah, look, you know, you always – it's a little bit unknown with some of the interstate dogs as well. All it is is out of box four, um, I just want to get some clear running for the, you know, to the first corner and uh, – and hopefully she doesn't get impeded early. So, um, you know, I did recently trial her out of the 700-metre boxes and she ran, you know, straight as a die. So it, it wasn't as if she cut down to the fence or ran off or anything. She ran straight to that first corner. I don't want any bullslazing from you here, Jeff, but I'm going to ask you a very important question that I think the punters are all thinking at the moment. Are you confident in the way that she's been prepped and the way that she's been trialling time-wise that – She's potentially in the same ballpark as, as what she was when she was winning those feature races. Are you confident she's going as well? Well, it's hard to tell. But, you know, as I say, we still don't know over the 700. But yeah. uh, just the way she is, I, I'm, I'm confident that, uh, you know, she can go well. It's, uh, you know, and whether she can win the race well, whether she's going well enough to beat dogs like her, well, uh, she's been, you know, flying. It's, uh, that's another thing. Who do you rate as the dangers in the race, mate? Uh, is it obviously Super Australia? Have you have you seen much of her, the uh, the Sydney Cider? And uh, even these uh, interstate raiders like OO Range, Keith Snow's dogs have been absolutely flying at the Meadows and, and Days of Thunder could do absolutely anything. Who do you see as the main danger? And I guess how do you see the race playing out? Yeah, I, I quickly just had a look before you rang and uh, I just noticed there's picket fences everywhere. So... Mm. Um, you know, the, the Western Australian dog, which, you know, I, I haven't really taken any notice, too much notice of uh, what's going on in the slaying interstate. And uh, I look at uh, the South Australian dog as well, and it's all picket fences and then Super Australia. So, um, you know, I was sort of saying the slaying ranks was a little bit thin. I, I don't know if it is. So after looking at that and, uh, yeah, look, obviously the, the main danger, you know, this stage is going to be Super Australia and, and and uh, and as you say, Ed Snow's dogs, they, they've just flown around Meadows on Saturday night. So who knows what OO Range will do? No, exactly right. You, you can only beat what you can beat. You've got Fantastic Radley that's uh, won seven of his last eight and Sarbel's been flying as well. Now, I do know that it's a tough race, obviously. It's a Top Gun stayers. But how confident are you? Is You said you want clear air to the first turn. If she lands top three and you've got Super Estrella and, say, untapped in front of her, are you confident enough that she's had the preparation that she can get around them? I know it's a tough question to answer when you you don't know, but we just want a little bit of confidence, Jeff. Yeah, I'm hoping I've kept her fresh and she might lead. So, um, you know, it's probably uh, it depends on what, those two you just said what they can do. Um, you know, I don't don't know if Untapped's been going around as much either. So um, I don't really know how she's going, but um, I think she can be right on the pace. And if she's right on the pace, uh, I think she's 
you know, she can be a good chance. I'll tell you what, I love the intrigue. I love the unknown. We've got Untapped, like you say, who we haven't seen race over 700 in ages, Mapunga Ruby, the Interstate Raiders. From the outside looking in, Jeff, it looks to me like a series that's already starting to build the intrigue, and we're recording this podcast Wednesday afternoon. So to be a part of it, it must just be a great thrill. Yeah, look, it's, it's always great being in these races, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's something to, uh, you know, make you get up and, and go the next morning, and uh, I'm really glad that she's uh, back, actually, you know, actually racing, because it's been over four months now that um, she's been in, in a cast and things like that, and uh, it'd just be a great thrill to see her go well for Saturday night. Well, good luck with uh, with Ruby, but I know we haven't given you much time. The fields have only just come out recently and you've been down at the beach as we've spoken about, but just a couple of your other runners. Uh, plan ahead's got box number three. You, you've got to be happy with the way he's going at the moment. Yeah, look, he's just been crucified with, you know, deep draws and, and uh, at least he's got somewhere near the fence this time and, uh, you know, whether it's his confidence is down a little bit, I don't know, but it's, uh, I'm just hoping he can get get out and go this because he just loves the fence. And uh, so I sort of expect him to go okay. And another one, the 730 metres, race number four. It's an interesting one. There's uh, Moraine Susie, who's obviously the first reserve for the Top Gun stays in there, and Zipping Virginia coming down from New South Wales. But you've got one on, the, well, two of them on the up. Mapunga uh, Raider. I've got Mapunga Ruby on my mind. Mapunga <laughs> Raider out of box number one and out of box number five, sweet vibes. If you were racing those two, just those two against each other, who would you have a bit of a leaning towards? Uh, it'd be Mapunga Raider. It's, I thought he went quite well the other night at Sandown, had his first go. Um, but he might need a few more, to, you know, a few more runs under his belt before he sort of shows his best. But um, yeah, look, I'm sort of hoping he, he can get out and get a long way ahead and just hang on. What about the rest of the program? Japara, you've got Scofflaw, Keep It Black, uh, a whole team in. Uh, would you rate one as a bit of a standout? As Smithy said just a moment ago, mate, we appreciate you coming on because there hasn't been much notice. The fields have just come out. But of of those fewer, are any going better than the rest, you feel? Um. Look, I think they're really, in, you know, they're getting a bit of age on dogs like Chapara, even though he's, he's still going quite well. Um, and and Keeper Black, he's uh, giving a, he's not going as well. And uh, but I just wanted to go back to a track that he really likes. Um, but they're in very tough fields, you know, dogs like Plaintiff against Chapara, and I, I can't remember now who else is in there. But they're they're pretty good field, and uh, they'd have to get a lucky run, I think. But I think out of those, maybe Scofflaw, you know, if he can jump to the front, he'd be hard to beat. Um, and I, th- I think the middle of the track, he doesn't worry about box four, so um, he might be some sort of chance. Well, mate, good luck. All the best for Saturday night to be a part of the Top Gun with the comeback girl, Mapunga Ruby. It's going to be one hell of a race. We wish you well with firstly her, but then obviously the rest of the program and, and then moving forward as well. And, and thanks again for coming on the number one podcast in the world, Jeff. No worries. Okay, thanks, guys. Uh, Well, that wraps it up here. We're uh, we're recording live, so it's been good fun. We've got all of the trophies in front of us. To be honest, Corey, I can't wait for Saturday night, mate. Calling the races up there, it's going to be good fun. Uh, There's going to be coverage of plenty. Uh, We're on racing.com, GRV, obviously, with 
racing.com. Uh, RSN are doing a bit of an in-depth coverage. I think Ronnie Hawkswell's coming out on track uh, to do those with Trent Langscale. So no matter... No matter where you look, there's going to be great coverage of a big night of Greyhound Racing Saturday night. Exactly right. But hopefully everyone that's listening does come along to the Top Gun and, and joins us here in person. You can still buy plenty of tickets available, dreamchasersfestival.com.au. And just on that, the first night of the Dream Chasers Festival. Exactly right. First of five. So we kick it off. We bookend it here at the Meadows, actually. So we have the first one and the last one. So we've got this one, and then it goes shootout, Melbourne Cup eats Melbourne Cup, and then a couple of weeks break, and then we're here for the big one, the Phoenix. Can't the wait, mate. race. Oh, let's get around it. Start with the top gun, head toward the Phoenix. Good luck and happy punting.